Hey, Stan State, welcome to the Taking Care of You podcast. I'm your host, Naomi Carrera. This podcast is all about sharing information to help students, faculty, and staff stay safe on campus. This week, our guest is Ruthie Torres, LMFP, with Counseling and Psychological Services. This episode is all about finals week and how students can properly prepare. Now let's get into the discussion. You're listening to the Taking Care of You podcast. Hi, today we have Ruthie Torres, a licensed family and marriage therapist at the Counseling and Psychology Services. So Ruthie, it was nice having you. Could you give us a little bit of information and introductions about yourself? Sure. Thank you for having me. Um, My name is Ruthie Torres. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I have been working here at Stanislaus State on the campus since August. So I'm new to the campus, but I'm also um, working in a new role that has been created for case management. So I am licensed and do take a caseload where I provide therapy, but I also work in another capacity here at the college where I have a little bit more freedom to make contact with our students out in the community and beyond. And I make special connections. So anything our students are needing on the campus that's not being provided for them, then I come in and I can make those connections for them within the community. Just to talk about your specific role, what is CAPS and what do you do in CAPS? CAPS is an acronym. It stands for Counseling and Psychological Services. It is a service that's available to all Stanislaus State University students that has been funded through their health fees. So there is no fee for you to visit the CAPS Center. Our phone number is 209-667-3381. And you can call up and make an appointment with any one of the CAPS counselors. If you visit the CAPS website, you'll be able to review all of our bios and you can actually see pictures, kind of introduce yourself to the counselors and decide which counselor you might want to look and visit with. We also have a crisis screening where you can come in just for a one-time visit if you need it for, let's say, a crisis or an emergency. Also... For CAPS, there's the case management piece as well. And we have lots of groups and workshops. So visit our CAPS website and be sure to um, follow us on Instagram. That's amazing. So today our podcast is about students and taking finals and what comes within taking finals as a student. So we went to our social medias and we reached out to students and asked them a few questions about what they might have about preparing for finals or what has them stressed out. So a first question was, What are some tips for time management during finals? Tips for time management during finals. Really important for you to schedule. And scheduling may seem like it takes more time than it would to save time. But truly, if you're scheduling your time, you will be able to manage the stress. And the reason is, is because once it's written down, you are more committed to it. If it's not written down, you can actually rearrange your time and your day very quickly mentally. And then lose track of what you really did need to get done or and sometimes doing more studying than it's good or not so much studying when it when you should be. So I definitely would suggest scheduling time. And don't forget not only study time, eat time, physical exercise time, and even some reward time for the time that you do spend studying. What are some study tips and how to deal with the stress of studying? What I would say for study tips could be that making sure that you have some snacks available, on-the-go snacks, water, um, stay hydrated, maybe even downloading some really positive energy giving like a playlist because I know for me when I'm studying that helps me to have that 
And I think that that would be really important. So staying um, physically, you know, when you feel your body telling you you need a break, stand up and take a break. If you feel your body telling you're tired, schedule some rest, but also making sure that you're doing those other things that I just mentioned. That leads into my next question. Right now, this is the first semester that students are all back on campus having to take in-person classes and in-person presentations and the anxiety that it comes with it. So what are some important tips for, I guess, in-person finals and in-person presentations? A lot of times we will, we as in the human experience, get nervous besides the stress, besides the anxiety, um, just being nervous and in-person Little things, comparing ourselves, um, somebody else has already finished the test and turned it in. I'm still only working halfway through. People are getting up and leaving, making noises. I'm distracted. Those kinds of things in person can be problematic. However, if you're properly hydrated, proper nutrition, and proper rest before you're in person, it should go better. A lot of people want to stress out and just like study all night the night before a test My idea is get the rest that you need the day before the test, because if you trust what you truly know and you have done your studying, not cramming, but studying, you would be able to recall that information much better if you have the proper rest the night before. Do you see an uptake on seeing more students during this time of year? Uptake on students may be a little bit, but what I really wanted to talk about was what we do see in the research is certain terms and certain phrases that are being used during this time of year in our crisis contacts. And what we see is like a 15 times more this time of year in this week than we do any time of the year using words like stress, anxiety, exam, finals, semester, even library. The word library comes up a lot more. So what I would like to do is ask everyone to take, um, take into consideration minimizing stress bragging. And the reason that is, is because we're all stressed out. We're all trying to get through this um, semester, right? We're staying up late. We're not taking care of ourselves. But the thing is, is that bragging about that makes it um, normal or normalizes it. And what we want to do is we want to say that is not normal. Taking care of ourselves and the self-care plan that we've been talking about here, Naomi, is really part of surviving, not just surviving, but thriving through your um, finals. And so what I say is if you have a tendency to stress brag about how you've been studying for the last three hours straight, haven't took any breaks for the last eight hours studying. That is reinforcing the behavior for yourself and for others. And what you want to do is you want to reinforce and model about how you have taken that break, how you have scheduled some fun time with friends, how you have worked on your nutrition and your exercise, and you haven't forgot about yourself in the midst of this because the true story in the end is this is temporary. It's finals week. It will end. And taking care of ourselves is still important. That doesn't ever end. So making sure you're taking care of yourself and you can model that and even schedule those breaks with friends so that you can help them to realize if you see them stress bragging or not taking care of themselves, that you can invite them to do the same things with you. I'm definitely going to take that into consideration because I stress a lot and I just went into exam last week and going into class right before, five minutes before, you have some students say, oh, I just studied three hours. And then somebody next to me is like, oh man, I only studied one hour. So it's like the comparison and it's the anxiety right leading to the exam rather than just going in 
being like, I got this. I study what I can and let me just take the exam and just let it pass and move on with life. So I'm definitely personally going to take that into consideration because I tend to stress and I tend to build up all this anxiety. And then at the end of the day, right before, after finals, it's winter break and we have that relieve of stress and anxiety. So it's like, we want to have that, I guess, moderately all throughout the time of finals week. That leads to my other question was that you did mention how important it is to take physical health and nutrition into consideration. So how much does sleep patterns and food nutrients affect students as we prepare for finals? I think that um, our tendency is to not sleep so that we can study more. Like I said, that's really counterproductive, but then also not the nutrition so far as that we're not thinking about stopping and eating, but sometimes think about what you are putting in your body. So if you're putting in the unhealthy foods or a lot of caffeine and you're filling yourself up with a lot of caffeine is going to in turn affect your ability to sleep um, and your ability to focus as well. So just being mindful of the things that you are eating and the exercise that you are getting will be important. Um, the, even the grab and go things need to be, you know, start with your, your healthy proteins. I try to get in a little bit more than a hundred grams of protein a day. <laughs> it's important because that protein um, feeds your brain. If students are in need of assistance on campus, where did, should they go? Absolutely. If you are in need of any mental health crisis emergency services, please come to the CAPS building or to any adult or trusted friend who can walk you over to the CAPS building, including, um, your instructors, your instructors are here to help you. So if you're, if you feel as though something's in the way, you can let them know and they can make direct contact as well. I think there are so many other avenues into getting help here on the campus and there's no one right door. They should all be the right door. So whichever one you're knocking on, if you're telling them that you have a need, you have a need for um, mental health services, crisis services, housing, food, insecurity, anything that student affairs can help you with, definitely going there into the student affairs office or the CAPS building. We work together and we can cross refer students. How does student mental health relate to academic outcomes? If you're not well and you're not doing well in your mental health um, and you're not taking care of yourself, which is our whole topic today, then you're not going to be able to do well in anything else. And I kind of use that analogy of either being on a boat or on an airplane that is going down, right? You have to be able to save yourself first, you cannot save the person next to you or the one that you love until you have your life preserved jacket on or your oxygen mask on. In order to be able to do good and work in your academics and be successful, you have to also be well mentally and physically. So that's where they tie in. It's it's the holistic look at a person. So in a human being, we have so many components that make up wellness. I even have these eight dimensions of wellness here. Physical, emotional, occupational, financial, environmental, intellectual, social, and spiritual wellness. So if, if you're working on all eight of those areas, you want to kind of see to yourself, I have 100% of me, where am I putting each percent in that area? And if you find that your value is, is one versus the other, but you're spending more time in your occupation than on your spirit, and your spirit is more valuable then you're going to start to work on that balance. Where can you pull from one area to bring more balance into another area? And I think that that, you know, aligning your values with those eight dimensions, making sure that your life is in balance, and then um, wellness will happen on its own. 
are mental health problems increasing in populations? Since the pandemic, mental health and wellness has seen an increase in fluctuation with patients. Um, and that's to be that's to be expected with the whole pandemic, right? Not to mention all the stuff that was already happening. And then we had so much going on during the pandemic. We had some social issues that were just being raised to a point of boiling that we had never seen before. And we've had, well, we have seen, but not recently, right? And then we also had um, another social issue that came up, which was the opioid epidemic that is very taxing on mental health as well. So when you put that all together, it creates a perfect storm. And so our young, um, our population of the opioid epidemic is really targeting our young college students. And so is the, the whole COVID pandemic where they weren't on campus for two years. Some of these were senior students that didn't get to um, go through that rite of passage and then had to come straight into college. Um, and that disruption in normal everyday life and expectations of life really has taken a toll on mental health. So is there anything that I have not asked that you want to share? You know, Naomi, I appreciate um, you inviting us here. I want to thank you. And in closing, I think what I would want to share is that, um, you know, some relaxation techniques can really help in this situation with finals and, and studying and everything. Um, some that are really simple, you can get on um, YouTube, guided meditation, five, 10 minute guided meditations, um, progressive muscle relaxations, really easy to follow if you um, look that up, and then some visualization. Those things work well. If you go into crisis, please call the, the CAPS office at 667-3381. Um, if it's after hours, pound two, we'll get you to our crisis line. We also have a community crisis and emergency um, CERT office at 209-558-4600. Or check out our resources at csustand.edu. I like going to yoga, so I think I will definitely do guided meditations if I can't go to a class. <laughs> Absolutely. It's awesome. I just wanted to say thank you for joining the Taking Care of You podcast and sharing your expertise on mental health and how important it is to take care of yourself for finals. We like to end the podcast with a simple question. What's something you like to do personally to take care of yourself? The best thing that I do to take care of myself is go to the beach that's my, my fill your cup up place. Um, so I try to do that at least once a month, if not every couple months, but in the summertime more often, I just need that grounding experience to sit in the sand, the spray on my face, the sunshine. It just, that's what fills me up and you find out what it is, whatever it is that fills you up and do it regularly, schedule it because that's, what's going to keep you filled up for the next couple of weeks or the next couple of months until you can do it again. And without those little gems in our life, we don't see the diamond. That's amazing. Thank you, Ruthie, for being here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you all for listening to the Taking Care of You podcast. You can find this podcast and other Stan State podcasts at csustan.edu slash podcast. You can also find us on your favorite podcasting platform. So be sure to subscribe and follow for new episode alerts.